Welcome to episode 28 of the Sign Radio Show. It's the end of the year, and our producers Shauna and Luguber joins us to look back. Let's see if they can muster another year with us. Welcome to the Sign Radio Show, episode 28. It's the last episode of the year. I'm Oki. I'm Sifoid. And I'm Shana. Ah, Hello, Shana. Ooh. We're shaking things up for this episode. <laughs> we're going to have a big conglomeration of everybody working on the show to end the year. So we're here with Shana. We're waiting for Luguber and Axel, who are showing up late to our Christmas party. Um, so we're already kicking it off with some glue wine and some Christmas oldies on the record player. While the fire is like in the background. <laughs> and and then nicely zip our glue wine into the microphone yeah. for Luguber to have an extra fun with editing. He, he, he can now also like make his own like recording that he can edit himself. That's like the biggest <laughs> job of this whole podcast. That and, and he will sound out. he will sound the best of of the best like that because it, I mean he, it's his production in this sense so so <laughs> it's his studio <laughs> so let's start though with the question Shana for you you were uh, you our producer for for the first time this year for one year how did it go yeah scheduling is a nightmare <laughs> just <laughs> saying the obvious obviously now that we're sitting here as three well we are planned to be five. Uh, no, no, it's been it's been a fantastic year. I absolutely love doing this, um, and hopefully you let me continue doing it for a longer time. Yeah, or, we're um, we're well counting on the fact that yeah, you won't leave you. us in there. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> no, it's it's been awesome, and it's uh, it was just so interesting to learn so many new things. Um, I, I remember when when Gaga and me started talking about it was okay if you can't find anyone better because i always figured i don't know enough but then it turned out that this was actually helpful right because well like that i could learn something and, and help asking perhaps dumb sounding questions so yeah very good you have to pick up after a legacy i mean gargai producing the first season and having an idea yeah. with the podcast of like a deep dive do you feel like you continued this legacy to change it um, I, I very explicitly, before I started, decided that I won't try to replace Skagai because yeah, I guess no, that's, fair. that's that's some some pretty big boots to fill, and I don't think I could have done him and myself justice. So no, my idea was really now just change up a bunch of things, keep the things that I love about the podcast as a listener. Um, and then just, just take it from there, but obviously make it your own. Whenever you yeah. come into a running system, just, just, yeah, don't, don't try to just copy someone else and emulate, but just try bringing yourself into it. Yeah, I think it worked out well. I think we, we kept parts, we changed a little bit. I think especially yeah. some yeah, yeah. explorations outside of the demo scene, which were very fun. Yeah, I mean, that that's always interesting, right? Because, uh, I mean, it was really lucky that I could work with, with people like the Cookie Collective, etc., that also bring you together with, with other facets of digital art and culture. And then it's curious to see, hey, where are the similarities, where are differences, right? Which also then emphasizes what's special about us as a scene. And it, it also kicked off some cool collaborations. I mean, now we've seen Algo Ravers 
performing at demo parties um, and, and this stuff happens. So this is really exciting, I think, and something that the podcast had its part in. And bringing it together, I think it's cool indeed that we have creative computer scenes like, yeah, these programming creative the computer scenes like collaborating and back in the day it was all very much like oh no but we're in a demo scene and you guys are lame and now it's like oh let's just do cool stuff together yeah i mean that's a matter of fact right that we have to think about well digital art or culture or whatever is a thing that's bound to happen and that's not just the small elite circle anymore of super intelligent people but will become more and more just a matter of life i mean my kid is sitting there with five years and is drawing in Krita. And to them, it's just natural that, yeah. of course, the computer is a tool to, to do something, to express yourself. And it would obviously be nice if the demo scene then isn't just a, f a footnote in the history books yeah. one day, but has as, been part as of it this. Is like, as, as, a, as an ephemeral and I think kind of absolutely... I mean, because it's still here, like, I'm talking about it like it's dad, which we've been discussing the past year. It isn't. But, like, the impact it has, but also the kind of underground and the kind of interest that certain people had to it. And now, in the, as we've been discussing, in the big world of of digital creation, like, what is the what is the part the demo scene played? And I think nobody will ever deny the historical impact of, like, so many... I think even like for the full game industry and all that kind of stuff, like so much demo scene legacy in there. And and it's, it's fun to see where the demo scene will still keep mattering. I think it still does. I think it still pushes boundaries and it still does things on old machines, on new machines to like shake it up. Mm, but it's interesting to see how little people are aware. I mean, uh, a funny one from... <laughs> Okay, yeah. Super fun story from the tax authorities um, for for my for our association that we have here in Switzerland for the demo scene. They just came back with um, their essay about the demo scene and their um, yeah description of it and whether it's it's valuable supporting with donations etc. And they wrote the demo scene is a young computer art form that now starts to establish itself in the wider context of computer art. So it was. Hmm. Yeah, we should correct that, perhaps, <laughs> that that perception of the demo scene being this this weird thing the that some people thing apparently is like do. Probably one of the first exactly. things that happened after abstract uh, programming yeah. became the first probably defined scene. And that is, but also because it was so scattered and it was so, even though it yeah. all kind of became the same thing, it was this whole like crack scene and creative mm -hmm very small creative coders and what is a computer even what can we do with it everything yeah, being i think new. it's a bit it's a bit symptomatic perhaps of the fact that obviously we for the longest time have been told that well you know your hobby in front of a computer isn't that special etc so we didn't really maintain it as a culture and did this outreach and what, what every other artist would do or every other cultural form would do, right? This didn't happen for a very long time because demosceneists didn't take themselves Because it was, it was basically a bunch yeah, of teenagers yeah, like messing fine. around. And I think that is also the beauty of it, is what it became at one point, the sum of its parts became bigger than it was a bunch of kids messing around, making cool stuff because they yeah. could. And then but what is the legacy? But that's also true for punk rock, 
Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and it's always kind of like, and, and as I said, like the merits of graffiti, you know, kind of like more ephemeral, like stuff that also is made to disappear, like to make in the moment crack throws for yeah. games that are forgotten a year later, demos that you release at a party, and then you watch it. I mean, they're, they're around, and it's not like, I'm not being disrespectful to the uh, the demo itself, but it is all very much making it for the moment. Like there is all this, like the release yeah. and... I think that also is part of the beauty of it. And it has been a discussion of like, is our demos art and what is art? And I think absolutely. But in that way of like, some things weren't meant to be art and that's great. And some things were and some things weren't and became and some things tried to be and weren't. And that is all fantastic. And this, this is getting very deep, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first five minutes this time around. And the year musings about the demo scene. What is it actually we're trying to achieve? Yeah. Oh, we now, said we are not it, doing I said the a, R, I said a word a few times. I mean, that is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then again, I mean, looking at this, uh, the demo scene has also spawned. Uh, we we've been over this in uh, other episodes as well. But I mean, the demo scene in itself has spawned quite a lot of people that are now into the digital world when it comes to not only art but but overall code, music, graphics. I mean, we have one of the most used tools in the whole wild world when it comes to connectivity is, is made by a demo sceneer, Badger of Horizon. He created Curl. And <laughs> anyone who has used, well, the internet today and developed stuff on that have sometime used Curl, for instance. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, we, we have uh, people from the demo scene who grew up with creating all sorts of, um, mostly art, as, as said in, in a way, um, are doing this their stuff in all aspects of life today. So so um, while the demo scene might be this little insignificant blip on the radar, I mean, we, we have spawned a lot of things. Good but it isn't it, is a significant blip. It's like <laughs> it laid the groundwork for a lot of things up because it were the people that were experimenting. And, and that is why you always encounter people that have some kind of demo scene affiliation. Yeah. And also if they don't, they are really interested by it. Like, what? How did yeah. I miss this? And, or yeah. I have heard about it in passing and... And I think it's that like experimental nature of like let's push it forward, let's see what we can do, which which for me is still the biggest thing in the demo scene is never be satisfied. Never go like, okay, that's it, I'm done. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's always something and so many people we talked to like uh, this year that also were like, I have always I have new new things to conquer, new challenges to set myself, new mm -hmm. things to learn, and it, we're never done. And I think that is great. I think it's it's that is the what makes it so fantastic in every aspect from old school to new school. People are always pushing. Yeah. And, uh, and what what would you say so we don't perhaps get lost too much in I philosophy? <laughs> if, for people at home um, that can't see, I'm actually like stroking my beard and going like, uh-huh, smoking a pipe. So I'm like, ah, yes, these are a fantastic questions. jumper. <laughs> no, but so so what did you think about the year? Because so how did you feel that the podcast changed? Who goes first? Zephoid. Uh, well, this year for me has been quite up and down, to be honest. I mean, it started off really rough with me losing one of my dearest friends and as well as my mother. So so I've been kind of, well, straying around in my mind all year. Uh, but it, um, well, the biggest difference this year compared to last year for me when it comes to the podcast is my sort of involvement in it, because I really haven't had that much time to to 
put my heart into it. However, it also has been a sort of a, a nice outlet to get to see you guys each month and, and to get to chat about this. And, and to be honest, um, we do record most of the episodes in one one go, uh, ex- except from when we do an interview. That could be a separate recording. But uh, we tend to, let's say that we manage to record one hour and uh, it might get cut down to 55 minutes. It's not that much that is actually cut out. And then we usually talk about half an hour to an hour extra uh, on top of this. So so that has been kind of my uh, my... Uh, a good outlet for me as a person, um, and I do think that what what has changed a lot as well is the the, the in depth topics that we have had. Uh, I really like that though because I've been been able to listen back to these uh, these episodes when going back and forth to work and stuff. So it's it's really it's a good listen and. Um, and it's always good to get to know new stuff. And that's what I actually get from this podcast as well. Just by interacting with other people and, and hearing other people when, when you guys have been interviewing them. It's really, really awesome. So I think that's the biggest thing for me this year. I mean, it's really nice, actually, that we could be a part and also in your being like that. Yes. <laughs> it's a very sentimental, yeah. very kind of existential episode we're having. Yep. <laughs> but it was a rough year, and I think still for people it was. And I have to give props to Shana for actually arranging recording dates and guests and making yeah. sure that we have all the notes. Because without that, we wouldn't be a podcast. Like it, It's a, no. so important. And I think that steady release schedule and then having to do it. And I have that night that I was dreading. Like, oh, God, a podcast tonight. Blah. And then every night it was great when we did it. And I've learned. And I think that is also for the topics for me. I think what Gargai had said, that president of like, go deeper, have this, take this chance to actually spend more time on something instead of the usual and actually being able to explore these topics like that and having really interesting insights from scenes we didn't know to even our own scene and having people actually have conversations with us and opening up and telling us things that we didn't know. And I thought it was really interesting to hear all these things and these insights yeah. and having like this 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 opportunity. I feel like we're really like patting ourselves from the back here. Like we're doing great. Thank you. Oh yeah, come for on. This is end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's end of the this year. This is the year we can do we have that. Our Christmas party. You guys <laughs> yeah. can all sort off. No, I think it's 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 uh I thought it was really cool and I was really happy that I could talk to all these people and, and ask them questions and pick their brains and hear how their processes work. And especially seniors you might know and then you go like how do you actually approach this and you get an answer you didn't really expect and that's great i think i really want to keep that aspect of it alive of like take the time dare to deep dive dare to ask these questions because at a party sometimes you have a great conversation with somebody but it stays a bit on the surface level because yeah how deep are you going to go And I actually inviting wow. somebody on the show to go like, okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about this terrible, terrible thing that we all have to deal with. So how do you cope with it? Like, I think that mental health episode was really good. Yeah. yeah trying to yeah. break that open. But that, and that was uh, that was also something that I took quite serious when, when Luguber and me, before we picked up, um, we, we had a talk and obviously uh, had a longer chat. And he said something very interesting that I tried to live up to over the year. And that was trying to to divert expectations when we talk about something like web demos not perhaps inviting the first person that jumps to mind right pandua um <laughs> hi, hi pandua <laughs> we would have loved to have you on the show but perhaps um 
think again, not always invite the very first person you can think of. Choose a topic that's perhaps not right now the hottest discussed thing because it is being discussed on many levels. And I think we managed that very well, that we kept our episodes interesting for seniors as well as for people that have not done too much with the demo scene before. And interestingly, this happened a number of times this year that people joined the Discord server, etc., because they listened to this podcast. Yeah, um, that's cool. And then that's exciting that this happens, that on one hand, apparently people are able to learn things um, from it and, and learn something about our scene, but also that seniors aren't getting bored out of their minds <laughs> from us being too high level. And that's obviously thanks to you guys, because, I mean, one of the important things that I wanted to do um, and, and you guys obviously know from the show notes that we do is I, I didn't want to script too much what kind of questions you ask, how you have to ask sequencing. I know last year you had a discussion here in, in the year end about the right sequence of questions, etc. Um, Don't be guided. And I tried to, yeah, I, I tried to break this up a bit simply because all three of you are so... I can actually maybe fun to get yeah to get into that because I think that we have before we just become like patting our backs the whole time of like oh how great yeah. is. we love it though we really like doing it. we like to hear from you <laughs> listener topics that you would like us to discuss so please also keep sending us email mm. but I will say we can explain like how this works like how we do it and where Shana makes a yeah. like interview wheel where you basically can have some more like mundane questions on the outside and the deeper you go in the wheel the more esoteric you can get. And that works really well because sometimes you just get on a tangent and you want to continue. And then you can use the wheel as kind of like, oh, let's see if I can also address these topics. Instead of feeling with a pointed list, like I'm missing things. Mm. And I think that way to go way more natural. So that's like, it's it's because it's difficult to ask, like to have an interview and ask people questions that actually keep being interesting instead of ending up going like, yeah, so how do you do this? Well, like this. I think maybe the most difficult interview we had was Tobak, who just basically answered <laughs> everything with like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, it's easy. And we're like, okay. And he, I mean, Tobak, we love you. You were great. Like, it was a great interview. Mm -hmm. But it's also this kind of like, how do you keep on moving? And I think we kept it when we had some more interesting tangents and diversions on that topic. But you don't really want to go like a question, answer, yes. And um, and it's also you never know how you're going to uh, talk to somebody. So I think every interview makes it special in that aspect as well. Yeah, I think that's one for next year. Then the Tobach interview, we, we shouldn't have stretched out, right? That was on us a little bit, I would say, if, if we're not, we shouldn't just pat our backs. That's one of those examples where I say I, I would have loved to have just one hour episodes maximum. And oh, something we right. did not manage. <laughs> no, but I think it was great at the end because we got this cool insight from Tobak. And like it wasn't wrong. Yeah. It was more of like, how do you like what is what is the web of questions gonna be? And I think he was really funny in the aspect that it all seemed to come so easy for him. We're like, as a newbie, <laughs> really? <laughs> Interesting. Which is also great because he was like, Yeah, that was very hard. All my friends knew it. Like, okay. So I love that perspective as well. Like it was one of my favorite interviews to do because it was it was so kind of unexpected in what we expected and then still and he's been making so many waves and then was it's so fun to see that as well, like people we talk to doing crazy stuff so yeah no i loved it i loved it i love that i love being thrown off as well i love getting answers i don't expect <laughs> that's the beauty i mean that's the beauty of, of an episode if, if you actually have it sort of organically grow grow 
grow while while doing it because of the simple fact that if you have a list of questions, it's quite easy to actually stick to this list. So this little wheel uh, or rabbit hole, as it, as you mentioned, it is really really good to have because yeah, it's it's a circle of things, and you can basically pick here and there and. and go between the layers and everything like that. And I mean, uh, it's, it's almost like when I was doing a Back in Time Live uh, thing in, in Bergen, um, I had actually, that was, I think this was the first, first time ever I actually had at least one or two questions prepared in advance because I usually don't do that. I just uh, go off and, and then go for it. The interesting bit was that um, one of the two questions I had, I forgot to ask instead. So yeah, that's another story. But but the, the, the fun part here is that to see where, where it takes you. But to do that, then you need, of course, to have some sort of... Uh, advanced knowledge of, of everything like that. So in in uh, most cases of uh, these interviews that you you guys mostly have been done the, doing this year, I wouldn't have had a chance to do that because I wouldn't have known the beginning. So it's really, really helpful to have these sort of uh, prepar- uh, preparation tools. And have the wheel even if you don't know a lot about it, but some yeah. kind of guy. And I think it was like sometimes guests would also after an interview, like, oh, I hope it was okay. I said the right thing. It's like... You always say the right thing. Like you can't do it wrong. That's like that's also the beauty of it. Like we have a conversation and it works out the way it works out, and it's never a, like wrong. It's never a mistake. It always is great because we always get something yeah. out of it that's interesting. Yeah. And, we uh, haven't had a single guest where you would feel like, oh no, they they weren't the right pick for the topic, right? I mean, that's always another thing, and I I really have to shout out uh, PS here because and, and quite a bunch of other folks that I'm regularly asking, hey, do you know someone? Uh, because yeah. that's obviously always tricky, right? To to select guests and try not to to stick to your own friends and and people you know, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, which which can end up to be a bit awkward. I think it's very um, serious. It's very professional. Like if you weren't asked, like don't take it personally. It's a very professional podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Many decisions are happening. <laughs> Executive level. Yeah. And we, we, we're going to do this podcast for many decades. And at one point, our goal is to have every demo scene ever on the show. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be beautiful. But no, it, I mean, it is sometimes, um, you have guests that would just be perfect, but they don't necessarily feel comfortable um, being being an expert, or they they feel like they they couldn't make it justice, which is the worst thing to 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 happen. If that person gets back to you and says, "No, thank you so much for the invite, but I don't think I dare presenting myself as yeah. someone who who knows stuff," which is which is super unfortunate. But you have to respect they, it as well. Like people, yeah. I mean, of course, if you don't yeah, want to do it, you, you don't want to do it. Like it's fine, but sometimes you go like, "Oh, <laughs> what a big oh, It's breaking. It's breaking your heart, and it's so endemic in the demo scene, right? That especially very good people tend to be um, very, very self-conscious. So I'm saying yeah. right here on the show, don't worry about it. We're very friendly, and uh, if you don't want to do it, it's always fine. But we love if we ask you, and you would do it. This is all getting very self-referential. But yeah, but we can perhaps also mention this, obviously, what, what happens, what you guys don't even necessarily know before the interviews that we do. Um, I usually have a chat with a guest. The guest usually knows already this this question wheel, this this rabbit hole. I talk to them about, hey, what's important to you to address? What's something where you don't feel comfortable talking about? So that's also always an option, right, that happens, especially if we have episodes where either none of us is, is very knowledgeable about the topic 
like a podcast or, with three um, musicians. Let's talk about code. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or um, if uh, if it's also a topic like with Tom, obviously, where you, you want to get it right, right? And where it's a touchy subject that people could... Um, yeah misunderstand or, or uh, take take interpretations away that they really shouldn't so yeah we take time for that as well i think that's also that makes it so yeah. good is that you can actually talk for longer and cut stuff out if you don't want to use it but at least have the conversation go it is it's very good to have and also like people go like what you share the questions in advance yes yeah, because it's better um if people can prepare for what they're gonna yeah it's uh, I, I i remember that you guys in the beginning you were very critical about that idea when i said well i'm going to share the question so you were like no no don't tell them you feel like spark like oh it's gonna be a surprise but actually you don't really want that yeah. many surprises in an interview because then people have to think to react and having everybody in advance kind of know what we're going to talk about gives way more profound reactions and mm -hmm. conversation and then you can still check in a surprise question if you come like at the yeah. at the spot but yeah no because that's all like oh, spontaneous and you have to get that <laughs> but oh that reaction but first of all it's a podcast so you can't see people reacting like oh that threw them off and mm. it's yeah it's way better to actually have knowledge and think about it before you want to talk about certain things and have like questions prepared and and uh, for people to think about their yeah. answers no, but that's what I'm really, really proud of, yeah. I would say, of this year. And this is also thanks to you three, obviously being, I, I don't care if you say we shouldn't pat our backs, but <laughs> we that's, are. that's because you three, you three are fantastic conversationalists and also different in this, right? I mean, Oki is this entertainer guy who's just excited about absolutely everything. Zyphoid <laughs> uh, is always able to ground every conversation <laughs> in, in, in the good sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that felt a bit, what? Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> I, I hope this was the right English term. Yeah, it works, it works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it's, uh, this is this perfect moderator type. And Axel, of course, what I found super interesting to see is how many demo scenes we have that are returning at the minute, right, from the 80s and 90s. And Axel is, is just one of many, many people out there who are returning to the scene and are a little, little bit, I, I don't want to talk too much about him if he's not here, <laughs> uh, but who can do this, okay, what have you youngins been up to? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? And this is, I think, very, very, went very nicely in the dynamic of the podcast. Yeah, it has yeah, felt good. Absolutely. So yeah, so that we're kind of still waiting for Luguber to talk about the editing and like his nightmare every like de-clicking and de-hissing us. And Axel, yeah, seems probably, to have probably this more. is his. Yeah, this is probably his revenge that he's not showing up yet. And <laughs> all going. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and we guys. have. We might actually have to do another take later, but let's see how far we get. But maybe yeah, let's talk about the year as a demo scene year as well. We talked about a lot of things, real like parties in real life started happening again. People have been visiting parties. Um, I think it is kind of feeling like we're going a little bit back to normalcy. Did mm. you? Did everybody go to a party this year? Uh, yeah, I went to Edison. That's uh, of course the neighborhood par party kind of. So it's it's twenty <laughs> minutes away. So that was the. <laughs> the but you thing. went to a party. I mean, you went to a real I life to party, a party, which hadn't happened in a few years. So I mean, it's yeah, not very true. Hmm. Very true. Yeah, and I went to, let's see, uh, Revision Satellites, that counts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it was satellites. Yeah. Um, I went to Outline, 
I went to underground conference, uh, uh, Inertia, finally managed to, to not forget to go to Inertia demo party. And you went to Inertia, was, that meant you went to Vogue. Yes, true, I was <laughs> at Vogue and, and yeah, it just now it was so, so fantastic. Vogue was especially great to see so many people again that you haven't seen in, in such a long time. And then Inertia, for some reason, Inertia was, was kind of my little demo party highlight this year. I'm jealous. I couldn't really make lovely. it because of travel. I want to go shout out PS and Genio because definitely have to make it yeah. at one point because it, it sounds so fantastic. fun. Mm. And and they, they had a, a ton of fins there this year. <laughs> Hello, Yuma Lauta guys. <laughs> it was <laughs> very, very lovely. And yeah, I can wholeheartedly recommend it. it it's been a fantastic party. And yeah. I love these small party, parties. Yeah. And I think Evoke, for me, it was my first demo party. And I think for a lot of people, it was their first party after the pandemic. And their last party had been yeah. Evoke 2019. And it was, mm-hmm. there was this weird vibe of like, we were just here yesterday, <laughs> 2019. And, but I thought it was and really again, good to see. I think everybody was kind of cautiously getting back mm-hmm. into it. Like there was a bit of caution of like, oh, how did we used to do this back in the day? <laughs> I'm not sure how how about you guys if you notice this as well, but I have the feeling that people are drinking less and are uh, there is less party hard and more talks and more conversations. Or is this something that that I only? Well, I I have because I stopped drinking. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I think I noticed that, folk. I think there was yeah, people mm. were cautious also in that aspect. People weren't going as mm. hard. It yeah. felt more grounded. I had, and I think everybody was longing for those conversations. Like there were way yeah. more profound conversations of like, "Oh man, I haven't seen you in so long. Let's talk." Like how you, <laughs> but how you've been? How you've actually been? And I was lovely. I really had a good time, and it was kind of like interesting for me. I talked about it before. It was my first demo party sober, and it was great. I, uh, it was like I felt more there and. My back hurt more because it hurt back in the day. We just didn't feel it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I think it's. I think maybe there was like a bit. People are getting back into like how does partying go? Was it the story that evoked that they forgot how to put up the beamer, and they had to get like photos from the past years <laughs> to check like how did we put it up before? Because people forgot. Like it's it's that's the impact of the pandemic as well. Like it took it out of people. So I'm really happy to see it being, and there were people pushing it, I will say, underground conference, like trying to always have uh, in-person parties, like big props for trying that, like even in the worst mm-hmm. circumstances and, and mm-hmm. laying that groundwork for how we can do it. And everybody kind of finding their way. And I'm more Try, more try organizing a party in February, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know what might happen. Yeah. No, no, don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. I'm no, we're not jinxing nervous. it, like, we're not jinxing it. <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it. Like, there's more parties coming, mm. and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to visiting more parties. and to. Fi- I think it's going to be maybe a bit of a different groove, a bit of a different yeah. vibe for demo parties in a little bit. Like, everything has kind of changed after the pandemic. So, looking forward to see That's what it will not be. always bad. Yeah. No, I think it's just different. Thing. Like, it's not bad or good. I think it's going to be different. It's good in ways, maybe bad, maybe different in ways, mostly. Like, I felt I felt very relaxed. Like, Evoke was very nice. It felt very, and so much energy because there were clearly so many people that really needed this. 
And yeah. you could feel that at the venue as there was so much like craving and the compost felt like fire because everybody was like on a big screen. <laughs> and then we got some great entries as well, like the, um, the XT demo from Hornet and uh, the Teletex demo from Attention Horror. It was just like, it felt mm. extra and it was great. It's never been gone. So, and the nicest thing I actually overheard this year on a demo party, I, I was not part of that conversation, was, oh, you haven't heard about Sign the Radio Show? You really need to check it out. I'm showing it to all my friends so they come to demo parties. <laughs> Just wanted to let you guys know. <laughs> How can we make this more about ourselves? <laughs> <When you're laughs> oh, it is fun. I mean, I'm, I'm, let's do another year, definitely, and have more guests yes. and more things as long as you're willing. Lugubre is clearly not up for it because he's not even yep. here. <laughs> he abandoned us. And also, Axel, we will need a new Swiss person. Yeah. Yeah. Axel had a kind, with, of, kind oh, of warned us that he was in Christmas yeah, madness, yeah. I think. So let's see how far yeah, we get with this. He's in the, the last days of work. Yeah. And, uh, we'll just keep chatting. Um, hopefully, they'll show up from the snowstorm that's outside raging where we are roasting chestnuts on open <laughs> fire. Uh, uh, how, how about a fire of statistics? Do you. Yes. Do not, do not look at the sheet of paper I distributed before the show. What are the three countries that listen to our podcast most? I, I haven't checked, so I'm going to guess. Yeah, I, I think I've checked before, so so I'm I'm not gonna guess. <gasps> okay, you know, so I, I'm gonna guess because I, I don't know this. Three to three countries. Mm -hmm. Germany. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finland. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Um. I don't know. UK. The US. No, I don't know. Germany and France. So it's, it's, it's actually, I found this super interesting. So the first two, okay, yeah, Germany and Norway. Norway, I would say probably uh, Lugubre is re-listening re to the episode. the episode for his place. No, no, I mean, that would still be significant because, um, yeah, Norway is actually 17%. So, and by like 250 listeners per episode, that would be a lot of Lugubre. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but interestingly, the United States ah. are on the third place. That's nice. And that I found very, very interesting because, of, of course, I, I first thought this might be about the IQ episode, obviously, from the previous year mm. that brought a lot of new listeners and, and one-time listeners. But no, no, there's really a constant number of U.S. Americans listening to the show, which I found found interesting yeah for sure hmm. interesting where that comes from is that like the spaces that promote it there is a demo scene i mean we're all talking like they're, yeah. they've never <laughs> yeah. in the US. Yeah. it's very disrespectful to like dr claw and all his buddies and yeah. um trickster and phoenix and all our u.s homies um <laughs> But yeah maybe because i know that in finland it's on hacker radio and like they also yeah. work at yeah. it and I was about to say that that we have most FM listeners on Hackery Radio. Well, and they're yeah. Finnish because the uh, Hackery is uh, they are actually broadcasting via FM in Helsinki. 
That's all back and forth. Awesome. So yeah, I, I know that CGI pinged me, um, well, a month back or something like that. Hey, I was a bit surprised. I heard your voice on the radio, on the regular radio. It's like, what? And then I remembered, oh, how can it radio? Okay, it's cool. I had the same thing Mayor pinged me. It was like, I was listening to you in my car. You were on the radio. Like, excellent. Like, it's the 80s. We're on FM radio. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. It's cool that there is, like, people also want to, like, play the podcast. Like, we're on scene set as well, obviously, yep. because if what puts us there, as you do. Yeah, and and I have actually some additional numbers that I haven't sent to you, Shana. So you can po- probably add about ten percent on each episode, looking at these numbers. Awesome. So yeah, cool. that's decent. Yes. Not bad, because yeah, so we we end up at around three hundred fifty to four hundred listens in total per episode. That's and, and what, shabby, what yeah. I find. What, because I, I, I re-listened to the episode from last year that you guys did with Gloom and Gargai. And so th- they said, I think it was around 150 to 200. And what I found also really interesting is that people listen back. So they do actually then listen to the previous year episodes hmm. um, and even older ones. As long as you don't listen to the older ones. Come on, they're still lovely. Yeah, they're, they're not too bad. I accepted it and because they're part of the legacy. I think that's what yeah, it is. Why they not? need to be there. Why not? Exactly. Different time though. And but it's 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 very interesting to see that people then not just listen to one older episode and go, okay, no, um, yeah, that 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 ship has sailed, uh, but are actually re-listening to all of them. Mm. And whenever we we get new listeners, apparently they most of them do listen to them again. We had, I think, ninety six percent in subscriber rate mm. uh, uh, increase. But then again, last year, I think Gaga claimed that there was only one subscriber or something. <laughs> so. One actual subscriber. Everybody else no, just clicks the link in the post. Yeah. Like, it's like the Anchor link. <laughs> this is it on Anchor. But as long as they listen to yeah, it. But, no, but also, I mean, using social media a bit more, informing people, obviously, yeah. that the new episodes are out helps. And, and more more platforms. We'll see what happens now with uh, Audible. It got approved by Audible. Uh-huh. I think it's manual approval, not just Amazon Music, but... Are they going to sponsor yeah. us as well? Because Audible sponsors everything. <laughs> I know, but one day we might release uh, your your sponsorship mocks that you did. I do. Uh... <laughs> or about trimming devices for gentlemen. And oh, yeah, no, like that. that's fine. Right. <laughs> so we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's just go here. I think, I think so we're um, kind of waiting for the other guys to show up. Let's talk about yeah, favorite favorite productions from from this year. I've watched a lot of them. Yes, let's talk about the wider scene instead of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the wider scene. So demos, lots of things happened. I think a lot of great things came out. As, as again, still in that kind of pandemic, like during the pandemic, there was definitely an influx of people being super bored and making more demos. But I think <laughs> we still see, like especially old school. I have the feeling that Commodore, Atari, Amiga yeah. have been. Bursting at the seam, except for the revision Amiga Copo, Demo yeah. Copo, which was four demos, I think. Which <laughs> mm. well, so it's usually for... right. The Amiga, the Amiga's uh, compo at revision is always a waveform year by year. It, it depends what people want to release and if they want to keep it. Indeed, for things like Addison or Garp or like kind of like old school parties. As if for you as an old school demo scener. <sighs> Uh, well, uh, as I mentioned before, this year has been kind of off scene for me. Uh, so I basically just bounced into the big ones. Like, well, going old school as well, Batman Group's uh, Batman Rises, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Batman Rises. Every, uh, I love it. Bad Batman. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> One day I want to get Batman Group on the podcast to go like, what Batman? Like, what was that decision to like? We're going to stick to this for thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's him. I'm Batman. Now, but it it's uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got no, we got the sample. Oh no. Oh uh, no. But but I mean that that one was uh, just a massive feat of uh, well work. I mean I I I haven't read much about it or heard anything about it, but they must have put a lot of hours into that one. Oh, it's uh, like OCS is the new twelve hundred, and it does bits of everything that was big in the last few years. Yeah, and that makes it in one really nice package. And I'm not really deep in Amiga, as I said before, yeah. but it's just really solid. And yeah. they released the soundtrack. I looked at the mod files, and it's all like these are people that know what they're doing. Like yeah. it's very clearly labor of love, and that's why I think it's so wholesome that it's just because these these I really want to interview them, and I want them all to have the Batman voice when they talk. <laughs> Our coding process is: we start on the Amiga. <laughs> So like three like Batmans that we have on the chat, but it is it's it's that they made that decision probably when they were teenagers of like Batman is really cool and they're just sticking to it and like every demo is going to be Batman themed. You have to mm. deal with it. This is what we yeah. do. This is what we're good at. Just suck it up. That's how yeah. it is. No, it's great. It's great. And I think there was like there was some really good like C sixty four stuff, Atari stuff coming out as well. Yeah. You can really see that these these platforms are far from that. And, uh, That's for sure. Now, but I mean, I, I as I said, I hadn't really had the time to watch much. But I also I do recall it was um, Logic Coma release, uh, Logic OS, I think, by by Hoffman yeah. basically, and I think that he put a lot of time into that one as well because he was <laughs> he was building a story in a, in yeah. a small um amiga intro i was really cool I wanted to do well. something different and he yeah. talked about it in the interview that we did or the interview the fire yeah. the bonfire talk with keto as well yeah where he was like i've done so much and i wanted to do this and i really love that kind of incentive of like something that people don't expect from me yeah and then execute it and then execute it really well and the system that they work in is that rose from uh blueberry i think is the engine that i might get the amiga engine they use yeah that's um, really really cool though it's really cool and it's just yeah but it was very different it was like more like sound design and indeed like a bit of storytelling yeah no but but uh, apart from that those i i can't really recall to be honest uh because as i said uh, an off year this one so um what about you shana <laughs> any particular highlights for you uh i i already said earlier you always get me with kids in demos because I'm, I'm obviously a young mother, <laughs> so <laughs> no, I was I was a big fan of Tokidoki uh, at Inertia. Um, that that was a, a great one, uh, also with with vocals by uh, by Genio's daughter, which I really loved. I just like cute demos, and uh, again, Anticore. I mean, Anticore is just it's amazing. He he does so many things, and I'm really excited to see where he's going. Um, so I really like that one for, for personal reasons, for heart reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always when you have Genio. I mean, for me, one of my favorites is an yeah. article demo as well. Um, I have to say correctly <laughs> before I make people angry is the, um, the circuit serenade. 
release that evoke hmm. where it has the computer singing about I'm a computer, I'm here to process graphics for you. Oh yeah, that one. And uh, <laughs> and if you turn you can turn me off now and I don't mind. And it was so and that was the best thing is that Genio also did like music for that and he told me and I love this is that Anticor had made the song and sent it to Genio and it was kind of a bleepy bloopy chip tuny song. And but the lyrics were so profound and it was just like this is actually quite like good. So he made this like better version of the chip tune version and then it was like I made a jazz version to kind of like just kind of like more moody <laughs> and send it to like hey how about this lol <laughs> I made a jazzy version and then Anticor was like oh that's great let's use that and it it's that combination of these really like profound somehow lyrics about a computer with I mean Genio is a fantastic musician so having yeah. that backing yeah. and then just this really fantastic experience of a demo i was like that really moved me and i love when a demo does that with something mm -hmm. actually quite simple like it's that was really well done yeah and i love that, that the was kind of like i made that version it's kind of sent it like lol this just version <laughs> so empty career this for the first time i'm really happy it worked out like this because I wanted to compliment Genio on the lyrics. It was like, oh no, that's all anticore. Like I just did that. I changed that music to make it fit, like make it a bit more melancholy, <laughs> which made it, I think for me, that's one of the perfect demos, just like in, in vibe and in, in how it, when it's done, you go like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good. It, it uh, gets you in the feels, you know? It's yeah. Perfect. And I think there's a lot of like newer people doing, and actually also like, indeed, as we talked about the, the XD demo from Hornet, the uh, 8085 miles to famous connection. I forgot the name. I'm sorry. I'll look it up real quick. We can cut this out. Yeah, Google isn't here. Is, no, 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 no. This is the episode where it's fine to click and and type for once. <laughs> Area 5150, CRTC and Hornet. Yeah. Which was like, yeah. I love that. And they worked on it for years and they want to bring it to a real party. So actually, uh, Trickster flew from the US to Evoke to come to release it. And then Attention Horror releases um, 420 years teletext, which is a fantastic teletext yeah. demo. And it gets close, which they, I think, they would never realize it would get that close with that demo being that good, like the XT demo. Yeah. But that, 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 that was, was fun. I, I showed 420 years of teletext. Uh, I showed this during a demo show here in Switzerland. And there was a blog author, author um, writing about the event and about the demo show. They were like, wrote like, yeah, and then there was this demo on an Amiga about teletext. Or at least the author cannot imagine, in parentheses, the author cannot imagine that this really happened on teletext. <laughs> 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 that, uh, yeah, that moment of disbelief is probably a very nice uh and I nice love that it, was, it, it is teletext, <laughs> but it's also kind of enhanced because it's not that fast in refresh rate. So they do a trick with a Raspberry Pi, but it's all running on yeah. teletext. And it's, and it's, I mean, that team attention or is like with, with Losso as code, but then everybody mm -hmm. making that so solid. It's such a solid experience. Like it's a really well made demo. And I love that it got close. Like, yeah. and the, the Hornet guys were kind of like, oh crap, are we going to lose to the Tempex demo? <laughs> and then barely won with like five votes difference or something. It was yeah. bizarre. <laughs> so that was like, I think it's really cool that we had lots of really um, interesting productions also happening. Like we, I think yeah. it's the year, like in the pandemic as well, like last year we had this kind of like more, is it like, still one of my favorite demos ever for now is Cortez by Melon. 
which mm-hmm. gave me so much calm during the pandemic. It's not a from this year, but I was going to mention it anyway because I love yeah. it so much. But also because it does something so different. And I think we saw that more this year where people really try to experiment. And it's great. I mean, I can't wait to see what next year will bring. And hopefully, maybe we'll be at revision at the real, like, together. We can, yeah. we can dream and hope. Yeah, let's hope that works. And we are joined. Oh, look! Yes. No. It's a Norwegian. <laughs> I want that joint sound from Squadcast to also be in the podcast. That's yes. When yeah, it, please. When the Google popped in. Welcome. Oh, Thank you. With a, with a very... Yeah, with a very sorry face right now. Yeah. Very expression, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only nearly an hour late, so we pretty much covered everything. And you can go. No, we want to hear from you, Lugubre. We want to hear from you and how it went this year and how the editing process was. All right. No warm up. All right. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we already, we already started. You can make the warm up. You can cut it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You can rearrange all the parts. Yeah, can both. <laughs> no, I guess, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's been a fairly uh, interesting year and uh, I guess good year as well. I mean, f- uh, from my side of things, uh, I think like the quality has improved, which is nice. The uh, background noise from Oki's laptop fan has uh, a distant memory, which is, which is good. And uh, yeah, pretty much uh, also have a, like a, more streamlined way of working now and then for the first few episodes where I basically did everything from scratch at the same time. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, then, uh, leaves me with some, uh, time to added sound effects now and then, which, uh, which I enjoy. <laughs> that's good. Luguber, have you just been clicking during the recording <laughs> on your keyboard or on your mouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't worry don't worry it happens to the best of us <laughs> but it might actually be interesting it's like how do you add it like you get uh, so Squadcast dumps out a stream per person yep so what do you do you get all these files and they're like a big mess of like everything so how do you go about well it? they're not that messy if usually at least the recordings are more or less similar length so I can just align them uh, fairly quickly I have uh, pre-made presets for all of the hosts uh, which I usually don't adjust much from time to time. Uh, so, so that I'll just pop the recordings in and I'll, I'll, uh, lay it out and then it starts the editing work. And then I have some templates for the guest, which basically like, you know, uh, equalization, compression, the usual kind of sound processing stuff and uh, a bit of noise reduction. And then I just line it up and edit, uh, I get notes from Shama, so I'll do those first. And after that, I basically just listen through the show and edit as I go along, just removing stuff whenever people are squeaking on their chairs or uh, drumming the table or Googling something. Uh, I'll just remove all that stuff and, uh, and also for noises and coughs and stuff like that. And then uh, now and then I will do some minor uh, editing to if people have reactions at the same time, I'll space them apart or take away one of them, and if people start talking over each other, I will try to at least figure out usually what the reply to that is going to be, and then try to pick the question that makes the most sense. That's pretty prevalent during the interviews. Uh, stuff like that. We, we do our best and we fail. 
No, it's, um, I mean, that's, uh, that, that I have a job. Um, so that's all right. Uh, and then basically I'll edit section by section. And when all the sections are edited, I will add the uh, small jingles and interludes uh, at the end. And just, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then find something funny for the, uh, for the outro to put in after the vignette. So for listeners who never actually listened through the entire show to the recording is over, there's usually a little gag at the very end after the outro music fades out. It's usually the least gag. So that's pretty much the process. Thank you so much. And we, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much because it makes everything sounds way more professional and makes us sound professional. Also, people, <laughs> again, we this is a podcast, we all. have camera on. <laughs> when the Gruber was just talking about, like, the drumming on the table and the kick of the chair, his stare to us hosts was like, <laughs> like, he meant it. Like, this is this is all definitely personal. <laughs> of course, you can't see the layout of the video squares on my screen, so there's no way for you to know which host I was looking at. I, uh, was, I think it was all of them at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, because we try to keep it in mind to like, oh yeah, let's have like not too many difficult edit <laughs> moments for Lugubre. I always apologize if I call you out by name. Cut this out, Lugubre. I'm sorry. That, like, it was oh, so sometimes makes for good outro uh, content. Depends. <laughs> yeah, th- and that has been proved this year because last year it was only my cutouts that <laughs> from from the minor recordings that. Uh, uh, gloom added on to things so very seldom any other cutouts so, so th- th- that for that I, I must say this year has improved it's fun to hear you guys so, uh, mess up as well and the sound so next year it's is... Axel yeah well the problem is that you got better at the recordings there are fewer excuses and small little Swedish outbursts you're going to pick from so. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah that happens Beach. <laughs> then obviously uh, talking of gloom i uh, did a new version of the jingle which is based on the jingle he made so i basically uh, just remixed it yeah that's nice to give it your own swing and i hope uh, i think shana wants to stay i hope you want to stay as well I have, to do some more editing for future podcasts i have been informed by the show's producer that quitting on the last uh, show of the year is not acceptable so obviously that's <laughs> <laughs> so you do one that, more that settles it. <laughs> under contract for another year yes <laughs> so uh, we regret to inform now that you. we're <laughs> no, that's that's wonderful that we're here all four. Perhaps uh, you can answer the question. You guys get now a question, all of you. What was your favorite episode of the year? Ooh, uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, that, the mental health one was really, really good, to be honest. Uh, got to uh, learn quite a lot about uh, how the mind works and, and how you can work with your mind yourself. Now it, it was really good, and it was a really heartfelt uh, interview from uh, by him as well. I mean, he he brought up some really good good points. I think. Yeah, I'd say so too. And I guess it's a bit difficult because you kind of uh, it's, it's difficult comparing like the serious episodes to the lighter episodes. Yeah. So I think, but uh, the, um, that one was good, and also I think the episode with uh, Tolbuck was really interesting. So that's and that's more on the like the fun and entertaining side of things, I guess. So I guess yeah. uh, those two uh, for me for different reasons and yeah. Yeah, I think the mental health episode is by far, I think, the most important one we've done. And I feel like proud of that we did that. It was a really good thing mm. to do. And I'm really happy how that worked. And I think that was really special. But I had a lot of fun indeed with Tobak. I had a lot of fun with Hoffman and Kiro. 
because that was just so loose and it gave this great conversation and kind of like picking their brains. But yeah, there were so many moments where we were just kind of like surprised by guests or le- learning so much more. Um, but yeah, I think, the, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to say. Like, I don't think I have one favorite. I had a lot of favorite <laughs> little people that were fun to talk to. Yeah, I do like the interview and the Ninja Dev as well, because they were so upbeat and yeah, let's uh, ah, let's yes. do this. The whole, uh, their, their go attitude. I really like that one as well. And they're so bloody good as well. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you, then, Shama? Um, yeah, I wanted to say Tom, but then I knew everyone would say Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the psychology episode. That one was a monster to to pre-produce. But I, I'd say probably the one with, with Alex about Algoraves. Because that was, for me, the first time, it, it, first off, personally, it wasn't on, on the list yet that we have of potential topics. Right. This was really the first time that that I really could get into action and and make this my own. So this was special. It was also something we haven't done before. And then just watching it afterwards, like some demo sceners saying, "Hey, now I want to want to dabble with uh, title cycles and can Algoravers showing up at demo parties and playing gigs." And this this was, I think, a very big moment for me where it felt like, "Oh, I'm I'm part of this now. This is cool." So yeah. Probably yeah, I have a soft good. spot for that one. That was good, I think, definitely. And also the post-production work, uh, of the production work for Tom's episode. I couldn't yeah. have done it without you. I think they were important. And I, that Algorave episode, what I really liked is how it came together, because it was quite different. Like, we didn't know anything <laughs> about it. And then during the interview, it just all kind of clicked. And yeah. that was really fun to just see happen. And he's, like, Alex is a great guy, like, so enthusiastic to talk about it. And that always helps. Yeah, this is this is the other thing, and I, I have a similar episode planned hopefully soon. Obviously, we don't say yet. You guys already know, but we don't say yet what this is going to be. But hopefully, the the only thing that I'm sometimes thinking about is obviously that guests are very nervous in the beginning, and also you guys need some time to groove in. So one of the things I'm thinking for next year is that we do cold openings, so that I just hit record. You guys start still continue talking. The, the, free stuff that's also helpful for Lugubre to find more <laughs> find more fun stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely slip up and swear and I have to put like a Lugubre push that in at the end and then we still have to get an explicit rating <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of the fact that we were trying not to get explicit ratings so I haven't been really particularly trying to avoid it <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like not swear as much which is difficult but it's working pretty well I can, I can say flip and hack a lot like I mean that's okay it's uh, I think in it's the beginning Lugover can, can attest to how in the beginning I would still send him like two page uh, requests for editing that were completely yeah neurotic about every little <clears throat> and uh, lip smack etc <laughs> uh, to cut them out and obviously every F word that, that drops um, but yeah it got better so yeah it was uh, we do our best. I think it was like three episodes in or something where I was just basically like I'm gonna do that even if you don't tell me to so you know don't have to time all yeah. like sounds it's alright yeah <laughs> always the <laughs> I wanted to do it right <laughs> No, I think, uh, but I mean, uh, I think probably for all time, I think uh, at least the ones I heard, I haven't heard the really old ones. I've only heard like the, let's call it the reboot episodes. Don't don't bother. That's that's what you said, so (laughs) I've stayed away. Uh, But I think probably the episode with uh, Demina is a favorite of mine. 
And I think that was uh, really mm -hmm. good too. And uh, I think particularly because there's, uh, uh, yeah, I think stuff like that will do a lot more to um, uh, make the scene a better place for more people than a lot of the other, let's call it debate that goes on in various forums about the same topics, which is usually not particularly helpful because it's just people yelling at each other, being angry. And I think that uh, yeah, if you want people to, to change, you have to give the motivation to do so. And I think a lot of people will get that more from hearing people from their perspective, just telling it how it is without being, and I think she was uh, definitely like that, not being judgmental or blaming anyone, or she just told her, like, this is my experiences, the good and the bad. And I think that is going to do a lot more to motivate people to change and, and reconsider how they're behaving and stuff like that, than people just screaming at each other and calling them but it's not gonna help. Yeah, I guess frustration becomes. Uh, and I think that was a very special episode, and I still really like. Also, love that Rimina dared to do it because it was kind of a thing of like, will you go on podcast? Like, will you talk about this? Yeah. And it was really important that we did, and I still feel really highly about these topics as well. Like, we should not shun these. We should talk about these, and mm. if somebody is willing to talk about them, we should embrace that absolutely. And open it up because I agree that when you yell, even though you do it out of frustration, everybody is already in a stance of defense instead of listening. To yeah, exactly. Where the sharing experiences is way more important. Yeah. And then you can hear that and you will reflect and you be like, and you can think about it for yourself and not having anyone else's opinion on how you should behave or not behave shoved down your throat, which also doesn't tend to uh, help promote any meaningful change at least. Uh, I did get a few requests if we could do follow-ups on this, etc. But what I found really hard about this was, okay, first off, how can we take that story again in a respectful manner forward? Yeah, what's a good right? follow-up, yeah. Um, also, something I don't think we achieved too well this year is representation obviously i mean even even by the fact that uh, my gender is only around 20 percent uh, of demo seniors um still just looking at our guests um we haven't been too representative even of the demo scenes demographics um and uh, so i struggled a bit with inviting then finally a, a female demo scener again to then ask about how it is, for example, being a woman or being a minority, right? A non-male identifying senior, yeah. to say it better that way. So, because of course we invite experts on subjects. So I shied away from this a bit and I think there are better formats for this. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because it's not necessarily a sign, but how, how can we also enable more voices at once than just one person putting them on the spot? Because yes, what Rimina did is, is insanely brave i don't know if i would dare yeah and, and that is most... also tr tragic in itself it <clears throat> shouldn't be and well I'm, and I'm it's, it's not like I'm, I'm i'm afraid that that people you know could uh, um, that that i could get in trouble with people but it's just it's a very vulnerable place to be and not yeah. everyone is super happy bringing themselves into this place proactively no and i think also uh, like it, it there is also like the risk of of creating the same episode again like yeah, uh, exactly. the follow-up is yeah because it's 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 basically i mean we uh, or we i feel say 
you guys, I guess, uh, did that episode and like doing the same episode again with, uh, with a different, um, senior, basically it would, I think for me, it would feel a bit samey. So I think that's kind of like if we, mm -hmm. at least I feel that if we revisit topics, then kind of have to find a new angle on it to, to make it worthwhile for the, for the listener. Which might sound a bit cynical, and but that's still kind of how I feel because at the end of the day, the our job, so to speak, is to create an interesting podcast for people to listen to, uh, and so that has to. It's basically like it is with comedy: you have to be funny first, and then you can do other stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. No, I agree. It's like you have to bring something new, and we couldn't. Like we really have to think about what that episode will be, what we would add yeah. to it, or what we would want to discuss that hasn't been come up before. And it, I think these are important subjects and i would really like like as but personally i would love to participate in like giving that a platform and having people speak or find a way to bring that up more but uh, we have to see how we do that yeah. yeah it's it's not just about the it's it's not just about the subject of inclusion but it's also just doing inclusion right yeah. i think where we should even focus more um and and perhaps this is likely also a shortcoming on my side. So I'm trying now to challenge a bit more what I said earlier, that, that challenge that also Lukuber said in the very beginning, saying, okay, let's try not to always invite the first person that comes to mind about a subject, but then also challenge yourself again next year and see, okay, and can we also think of someone who is not quote-unquote our like uh, four fifths of the, of this podcast, middle aged white male audience. Um, are there also other people whose stories interesting? And yes, it is harder to get um, my fellow female and non male uh, representing seniors uh, for some reason in front of a microphone. Yeah. I think it's also important that it doesn't come off as tokenism. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, it has That's to matter. It has to matter. It has to be important yeah. for the subject. Absolutely. But we have those people that do matter and who have expert yeah, abso opinions. Absolutely. Right? Uh, so, I mean, there's no doubt about that. That was not what I'm saying, but it's yeah. also a bit like we... No. Uh, there is a certain responsibility of, of um, that we have for the people we put on air, which um, obviously... Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm explaining this to listeners. I mean, uh, we are all aware of the fact that we have had discussions about this before for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, like, and I think I can probably, uh, I think this is uh, okay to talk about. If not, I'm just going to cut it out later, but be like the uh, <laughs> mental health episode with uh, Tom, we had a particular discussions, but because he shared stuff from his personal life uh, and we had discussions on whether mm -hmm. or not we should take that out. Because um, it is, it, it is a bit like that. The uh, episodes are often conversations and I mean, you can say things uh, that you don't necessarily thought of in the moment that all right so this is going to be published on the internet and be there for a while and so we had uh, yeah discussions on that with uh with uh the, both you know, me and shaman and the host about like you know is this is this okay can we do this is it uh the as far as i remember we didn't cut out anything but it's still kind of like the we have responsibility both when planning an episode and then editing the episode of of uh making sure that we don't make life harder for whoever's on the episode, I guess. 
Yeah, and we also, we involve the guests, right? If there's really a guest who's insecure or um, yeah, wants to listen to episodes, I never had a problem sharing rough cuts or editing notes, etc. with them and simply ask them then if there's anything they have second thoughts about. Yeah. Because I rather have this episode that feels very natural, and this is what OK simply does to people, right? That they forget that they're being recorded. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, rather have this this natural episode and rather take out a minute or two. So, yeah. I think that's a healthy, healthy way of doing episodes as well. So, uh, but but as as you say, uh, Lugubre as well, we have been discussing this, and it is it is always an interesting. Uh, thing to to bear in mind uh because yeah as you said it's quite easy to, to get lost in the sense of you're just talking to someone that you're feeling good to talk to and it's like oops this is recorded and we'll go out on air well <laughs> uh, that's that's why it's good to actually have a, an editing period as well <laughs> I, I i remember using somebody's real name where you maybe not too sure you want to do that on the podcast as it's all time we've seen they were all like secret <laughs> identities <laughs> and can I do a take back? Is that okay? Can I call you by your real name? How secret is it? I think we cut it simply because ugh, it's... Just exchange it with a sound effect. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he asked the question simply again. And sometimes we do we do remove F-bombs and stuff. But no, otherwise, uh, Lugupa was also very clear, very clear in the beginning that we should keep editorial decisions to a minimum and, yeah. and really just cut as little content as possible yeah um yeah and i think that went well and the podcast just yeah appears to be really really realistic and knowing the source material and then the final result i mean yeah i think i mean yeah. i mean that's uh, i guess that's also something we can uh, uh, <laughs> tell the listeners uh, that we don't cut out a lot of material. The top three stuff that's being cut out is uh, Oki spending more than two minutes in a row talking about food brain or stuff that happened in the 90s that I usually get like a small editor's nose, like, you know, this is out or try to shorten this. <laughs> and or my favorite, Oki talking about food brain again at like timestamp 134.52, which I have. What? No, this I, I I think very in the beginning of the year once or twice, but ever since then, I haven't done just it. to say this, Oki hasn't talked about poo brain. brain for the whole year. By the way, this is the shout out, the special shout out to poo brain. Hey, Sifford, what's your opinion on poo brain? By the way, just come on. They're happy fellows. This is fine. They're, they're, they're jolly good yeah. nice people. Listen, so they haven't I, been very active lately. I guess I can tell you that. <laughs> no, they've been discouraged by, by your lack of talking about them in this yeah. podcast. That's, <laughs> they that's yeah. the need me to talk about them. This is their energy. It's your mistake. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all. Right. So, Lugubar is holding up a timer for yeah. how long it's we are the, now talking about brain quota. It's also one of the definitely <laughs> one of the worst demo group names in existence. I will say that. It's one of the greatest <laughs> group names in existence. No, I was joking, but I mean, <laughs> uh, the point was like the editorial notes aren't all that. Yeah. And I think yeah. rarely we cut out stuff. We censored mm. one name in mm. the Easter Party episode, which was bleeped out. Uh, yeah. For basically, doesn't say <laughs> because that person got so drunk, ha ha ha, twenty-year-old drinking stories, stuff like that. And I, yeah. I think that also that's like uh, edited out because it doesn't really uh, leaving it in wouldn't have made a difference uh, for the story yeah. and for the the conversation. So then there's no point in leaving it in uh, either. So yeah, but yeah, we cut out very little content, and most of it is just uh, background noise, coughing, and. Uh, 
and the host talking to Shauna, who is not uh, wearing a microphone, or at least not in the recording, uh, because they're asking about something. <laughs> this will be so weird. It's actually, I always automatically untick myself when downloading uh, the, the audio tracks for you. So this will be weird to keep it in. If, if you do. Uh, yeah, yeah don't, don't mess it up now. <laughs> <suck>. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> robot voice for you. Let's do it again. Kind of make up. Sense. <laughs> I think I said that. Then Axel makes it on time. Axel <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. do it. But yeah, now I think that's, and I think also talking about 20 year old drinking stories, I think we shouldn't really touch on that that much anymore anyway. No. no. Like those stories had their time, and let's talk about new things and interesting things. And not reminisce and about more that, than I enough. think that's also like exactly. a, a, a matter of how we distribute stuff now. I mean, it's like the, yeah. If you, if you look at how um, uh, kind of meta commentary was distributed in the demo scene thirty years ago, uh, like you know, it would be Discmax stuff like that. It'll be read yeah. by the seventy three people who downloaded from the BBS, and then at least until Conspiracy resurrected them all, they're lost forever. So it's it's no <laughs> it's public, but it's also somewhat just private by obscurity. And then you have like the uh, kind of. Uh, we got uh, Slengpeng, like the the online uh, picture archive for, or the demo scene, which also has some pictures that uh, you know <laughs> is uh, mm -hmm. is twenty years plus old and involves alcohol. Uh, but it's still kind of like you have to know about it, and you have to go there, you have to search for something and find it, uh, stuff like that. But now, with like this podcast is being distributed on the same channels as every other podcast is being distributed um, and stuff happening on YouTube, Compost Studios and things like that. It's, it's, um, I think it's, um, it's, it's a whole other ball game now. And you kind of have to realize that people can end up uh, places they didn't think they would end up in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And and not just that, but I have a feeling that the scene a little bit or scene start to grow out of this um, more juvenile approach as well. So, yes, uh, it's we, we, we talked about the more moderated drinking. as Well, we also have more juvenile seniors coming and not in the same numbers as in the 90s, but they're, they're showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also think that indeed, like the, the kind of the drinking stories were fun, but I don't think it's like it's not very interesting for the podcast. Like, I think we usually exactly. have a topic to talk about and if a story pops up, it's fun, but yeah, it's not mm -hmm. the place. That's also, you're right, like, this is way more public. And now you said slang punk, so people look for it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's not being updated anymore. I think that's also ran its course. Like, that was a thing before social media. And now you kind of go like, I don't know if I want my photo on there. Like, people can't find me. It's hard, but they still can. I mean, I love the disc bag example of like people downloaded it and then half of them got to run it and it's the people that read it and it kept it contained. <laughs> and it's the and, same uh, I, I know that, by the way, that Zephyr has to leave for his family soon. Yeah, well, I, I actually have to leave now. I, I'm actually still um, in uh, under in COVID mode. I I didn't get around it, so so I get caught got caught by it at the best time of all just before Christmas. Uh, so I'm, I'm rounding off the, the work year by being home 
with uh, COVID. Uh, luckily, I've had all the shots needed, so I'm not that bad, but it still kind of takes a toll. So I just, uh, before, um, sadly, before Axel joins, because he has some technical problems now that he's finally at home, um, I'm, I'm heading off now. But I, oh, and here he is, ah. just in time for my great goodbye speech, where, which I'm going to say now. Uh, Five people. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And sadly, it will only be like this in um, for 40 seconds before I leave or something like that. Um, no, I because I really do have to leave. But hi, Axel. Hey, Can yes, I, Axel. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what I'm about to say. I just want to say that um, to you, lady and gentlemen, that it's been a, an honor and a pleasure to do this podcast. And uh, I will happily do it for the next year as well. So you won't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Yeah, but do go ahead and, and try to squeeze out as many interesting things out of Axel as possible now before before you end tonight. <laughs> and, what uh, will happen if someone leaves and we don't end the recording? That will we'll be see. interesting. That will be interesting. Just um, well, well, you'll you'll solve it. Well, uh, sure. Sifwet probably remembers most of what he said, so I'll just uh, ask him to send me a recording yeah. if it pauses at the appropriate time. Shouldn't be a problem. Something like that. <laughs> That'll do. Don't turn uh, off your computer. <laughs> really. Seriously. Won't. No worries. But have a splendid end of the year and uh, happy holidays. And we'll see you on the flip side. Talk to you soon. Happy holidays. holidays. Cheers. Bye. Hello, Axel. <laughs> hello, everyone. I thought I could just say hello and then leave again. <laughs> Almost. I dressed up for you guys, but you don't hear that on the podcast, of course. But uh. Axel is looking very sharp, wearing a, a jacket and a light blue shirt. Yep. Oh, you're doing the <laughs> subtitles. Almost, almost as as <laughs> as well dressed as uh, Oki. Oki just looks as you know him from any party. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's that shirt all about? Plenty of yeah, people. Yeah, no, on it's your shirt. people queuing, and on the back of the shirt, there's people queuing from the back. It's I don't know fashion. But I do like that you came in late wearing like a Christmas attire, like you're coming straight from a Christmas party. <laughs> Just straight from the office, actually. That's a different kind of story. But yeah, what have you, what have I been missing? Everything. But you know what? Uh, uh, perhaps as as getting you into the mood, um, you have actually the one uh, listener question or audience question, a long-standing one, and you're the best to answer it: zine or sign. Oh, well, that's an old story. Um, well, originally, the Brainstorm guys from back then already said it's seen because it's from magazine. But mm-hmm. if you have it as a standalone word, uh, everyone just calls it sign. And that's why I think we bowed in the end to when we did the radio show, we just started to with a sign uh, name. Um because then you had to pronounce it and they couldn't skip it and others couldn't, you know, bail, bail out of it. But um, we, we had to um, we had to do it. But, but the original was from, from the word magazine. So that's what's, why it was seen back then. But at every party we went to, we just had to educate people that it's seen in assignment. So in the end, you just should get rid of it and just uh, go with it. What the hell? Sign. That's <laughs> so it. we so sign sign is the lore, the official sign <laughs> lore. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one who can educate us on this. Uh, well, 
I actually don't know because there, there's others. I mean, there's so many, there, there were many signs, right? Like e-signs. I don't know what they call it, e-scenes. Or, I mean, there were a couple of those when the internet started up that had those magazines online, all that, and then they called e-scenes, e-signs. I don't know. but um, I think that we also like in the punk rock DIY scene, people make photocopied signs. Yeah. And I think they call them signs as well. I think there's also like the magazine. Yeah, I think I always said fan uh, sign, not fansin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds pretty strange. <laughs> yeah, fansign. Fan yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And you could like print one A4 and a four together, and it becomes a little book, and it's like your little sign that you handed out at school. No, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little sign, little hacker signs. <laughs> I just uh, when I hear it, I just still see plenty of signs, like you know, sign as you don't go here or that's a one way road or, but <laughs> signs, <laughs> signs with the okay. <laughs> so now we have to ask Axel, what is your favorite episode from the podcast from this year? Um, I think actually I have two. I have. But now comes a different part, which I don't remember the names of the people we interviewed, and and um, there was the That's one what with you have um, me for. <laughs> the guy from the UK. <laughs> everything was going so well. Um, the new new joiner, what was his name? Tobak, yeah, Tobak. exactly. Tobak. Where we had those questions ready, and we <laughs> we couldn't use all of them because <laughs> there were no issues, like obstacles that he had to overcome um that was very inspiring um and was very fun to see us <laughs> we, we, we touched on this before already yeah and it was so much fun to see us who were who were completely like okay i mean this was too easy so we cannot ask all the questions um so we were a bit um caught there on the how do you call it on the wrong foot no that's um, a little off guard uh, in, in the planning of that episode. Um, but, uh, and the other one was the other guy from the UK, I think, regarding the um, psychological aspects. Tom, all right. Tom. And, and he was like so easy to talk to. And, and oh, I mean, of, of course, everyone was, because my, my part or, or my difficulty with the whole thing is that you all, have faces to these guys because you have met them at parties and I always think that like, I'm diving into new um you know um what do you call it um new adventures of of getting to know those people because I don't know them or didn't know them beforehand uh and okay how many people did you know how many people of of the people we interviewed this year have you talked with at parties before because you would uh, be surprised Axel yeah, you'll be surprised because I hadn't met Tobak before because it was the pandemic. <laughs> and then I uh, hadn't met Tom before. I hadn't met Alex before because he was new. Um, I think everybody else I kind of bumped yeah, into. Stila, so okay, three yeah. out of 14 yeah. that you didn't know from beforehand. Yes. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't me, have like 14. We had like eight or nine guests. Come on. But I think, Axel, you'll be, <laughs> but, um, you'll be happy to know that your, uh, your answer were correct. It was the exact two same episodes that I thought. So very good. Send you a bonus Christmas card. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, and, I and I will <laughs> say that the Tobac episode came up before even Luguber joined as me explaining that that didn't go as planned, which made it really interesting. And actually the conversation... 
became really fun, but we were kind of, as you said, like left <laughs> on our asses going, what are we doing now? <laughs> All these questions are just answered by yes. Okay. So moving on this thing then maybe. And in the end, not, and again, in anything, not again, Tobak, we love you because it went great, but it was just so yeah. unexpected. I think that was so fun about it. I, I actually halfway expected this from Tobak. And the thing is, at that time, um, the episode with Tom was already pre-produced. And I already had talked to Tom. I knew that he was a newbie, etc. And we actually pulled Tobach forward because I knew that obviously he landed very well in, in the hands of the Field FX crew, uh, who are super kind people and in general the UK scene. Um, and so getting in Tobach, who from my perspective has a very special beginner um, story, because Tobach is this person who did not come with friends already there, right? But with a hobby, which I find almost tougher if you don't visit your first demo party with a buddy who already has been there a couple of times. And, um, and, and just to show that, no, if you just have that hobby, you can land here and you can be happy here. It's fine. Um, not necessarily having to go the social animal way, because I already knew that we would have Tom afterwards, of course, who would come with this whole package of, of getting into the scene from a very different emotional angle. So I, I found it interesting to see the two perspectives. I think what, what I liked about Thomas was that, that, you know, usually when I dive into like academical or have talks with academic people of these kind of topics, it's always very, so much in-depth that I sort of lose grip of what they're talking about. But And he was so pragmatic and, and, and that was something that I could relate to a lot. And, and that's why I could, Ask them some more details, him about uh, some more details about certain things, and that I think was, to me, that was very rewarding to 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 actually have him open up to these sorts of topics as well. Which I would assume is not an easy thing for everyone, uh, but that was just so rewarding in return to to have this kind of conversation on on that level. Everybody everybody. Exp understands what we're talking about and, and that's i think was was, was really, really nice to to see unfold so are we singing a song to the end or what <laughs> or what's the plan <laughs> yeah i can have to wrap up as well because we're taking so long <laughs> <laughs> yeah le Cooper will have fun the next two weeks assembling everything that everything sounds like we all were there at the same time yeah i get to do every uh, audio engineer's favorite thing now which is uh, to edit my own voice so i'm already looking forward to that mm. i i just came out of that one with uh, a, a stupid little christmas uh, project i did and yeah i'm so sorry for you <laughs> what you have to do next <laughs> One thing that I would like to say, though, is um, thanks to you, Shana and Lugubre, for, for doing all this. And, and because you, you need to put up with us coming in late, going in, going out late or whatever, and, and you preparing all the stuff and then dealing with it once we've done our mess with it. And I think that's uh, so, to me, that's so great to have all the preparation work from you, Shana, and then Lugubre to see you clean out all the mess that we've done during the talk. And, and I think that's uh, a big thanks to you um, for for keeping it alive, actually, because uh, I know um, about myself that, that 
I would not be going um, if you guys didn't, you know, say, okay, tomorrow is the date you're going to remember it, and, and then next week we're going to do this. And and that's just something that um, if, if I know that I wouldn't do it if, if you guys wouldn't be chasing my ass um, or ours or butt or whatever that is that we need to not censor for, for put, putting it out. And uh, so thanks to you for all that. Well, now we have to. <laughs> now we have to solo Cooper. We can we can just for two minutes right now. F <laughs> These people. I mean, I want to. I want to uh. just voice that as well. Like, great to have you guys on the show. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. No, it's. I think it's honestly. Um, yeah, without you two, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a show. So awesome that we can do this and hopefully we can do it some more. Uh, it's been really interesting, like a really good ride. And I think we have way more things to uncover and people to talk to. And challenges there, absolutely, but it's going to be fun. Thank you. And I hope you guys can help us I out. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, because no, it's. I think it's special. I think we should absolutely keep doing. And then, it. just to be, uh, uh, just to be fair, I think uh, only Shauna has to put up with people coming in late, uh, since I was also an hour or so <laughs> late for this one. So I just got. I, I will you never forgot the episode you had to be on. It's like, oh, that's today. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm, if I'm doing another year, I get to be on the next year's Christmas episode too, right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. we'll do it again, and uh, everybody will be late. The good thing, though, is um, you, you kept up the tradition from Gloom because I, I believe Gloom forgot it last year as well or something. So, yeah, seems, seems to be a traditional Christmas thing for Norwegian, <laughs> Norwegians. <laughs> Showing up late to get all the attention. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> Next year, Christmas episode, Shana's all alone. <laughs> Talking to herself for two hours. Talking to herself for two hours. Story of my life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can listen to you guys for an hour before I jumped in, so that's going to be fun. I think I think we should wrap up. I'm going to do the outro, and then we'll see all you guys <laughs> next year for more Zine. Zine, as you now know, the official term. So thank you for listening to episode 28. The show was hosted by Oki, Axel, and Ziffoid, and produced and edited by... Was it hosted by me in any way? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is just now because I have to do it. I'll do it again. You just put me like in, like it would host it by Oki and a bit of Axel in the end, something like that. <laughs> Come on. Oh God, this is not ever going to finish. Is it? This is going to be this for hours. Now. You have so much take up. I'm just going to keep sabotaging this because okay. this is like outtake material for the entire next season. Yeah. Except for the next season. An entire episode of outtakes. Thank you for listening to episode 28. The show was hosted by Oki, Excellent Ziphoid, and produced and edited by Shana and Laguber, who were also on the show. Zion is made possible by donations. If you want and can help out, you can find the donation links to Scene Sudden Echtzeit in the show notes. Thanks as always to Scene.org and Bitfellas. Let us know your questions, suggestions, and feedback at zineradioshow at scene.org. Our social media accounts in the show notes or Pooh If you like the show, please share with your friends. You can find us on SceneSet, Spotify, and wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. See you next year. Bye. 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 Bye-bye.
This episode is sponsored by Audible, and if you sign up using the link Zine, <laughs> you'll get a free audiobook narrated by me. <laughs> In Dutch. In Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.